What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick, and Joel, welcome back from your trip. I hope you are well-rested, and I hope you better have a story or two for us. Did you get a story, Joel? Oh, no. No story. Two. Two stories. Two stories. Two Ah. stories. Okay, we're going to sit back. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. One is just a um, a consumer warning. Consumer okay. warning? Yeah. Product warning. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, you know the uh, the... Blow up paddle boards from Costco that you can get. They're supposed to be like really, really small and really easy to blow up and really they're not easy, easy to blow up. Well, they're not easy to blow up and they're not as easy to stand up as regular paddle boards. And I can attest to that <laughs> because I went in to drink about six, seven times uh, <laughs> trying to get up on that thing. And uh, so that's the uh, that's a consumer warning on those. They're like a not balloon as balloon there yeah. trying to balance on a balloon. Oh, my gosh. Of course, Lisa. It builds was, core strength, though, when you're trying to it balance does. like that. It does. Of course, Lisa was like, you know, stroke, you know, just going right through the uh, through she gets the on that, has no problem at all. Right, right. Not, 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 not a call for Costco puts or anything like that. But uh, man, it was some hard work. Um, and then the other highlight was kind of a low light too. Uh, there was like a five hundred yard par five, five ten. And of course, you could go down the fairway, or you could just try and clear a bunch of trees. And I cleared the trees. I really cut like a hundred and fifty yards off the hall, the hole. And then uh, even I was almost on with a four iron yep. on a par five, and I, I still ended up with a par. I chipped it on it. And, uh, oh, uh, yeah, two par. I can't go. Look at the scratch golfer. He's complaining about nah, not a scratch I golfer. Like two a year. I, I get like two pars a year. Uh, but Northern Michigan, I'm still man. Harbor Springs, Petoskey. I mean, the you're bullish Northern uh, Michigan. Oh, uh, 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 bullish Northern Michigan. Long but. Northern Michigan calls. Yeah, did um so that everyone uh everyone behaved this week uh more more or less wait did, now Dennis your turn did you save a donut for this for the show today you better have saved it there donut. is some donuts I don't have one here right now do you want me to go get a donut <laughs> I, I, I tweeted don't... out the picture from yesterday actually the boy might have ate the last donut because th- that doesn't donuts showed up and the boy is just like dancing around and then we all had a donut after lunch. And then the boy looks at me right away. Can I have another one? I was like, no, you're six. You're not having two donuts right now. One, the sugar. Two, there's no need for two donuts right now. We don't need to set a dangerous precedent here on these donuts. But I had two donuts. I snuck the second one. because, And the boy is so good. 
I'm like, I ate the apple fritter first. And then the boy's like over on the couch. And then he looks over at me and I'm eating uh, a different donut. And he's like, I thought you were just eating an apple fritter. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I was eating the other one. And then he's, he's thinking about it. Because <laughs> he catches smart. me eating two donuts. He's going to like, I'm eating two donuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I think there's one or two left. Um, there is one or two left. But they were excellent, Spencer. Thank you very much. So right, my ANC dad, paying me. That was awesome. Dad has been paid. Uh, dad has been paid off. Spencer always pays his dad. So, yeah, Joel owes me still like done. 25 lunches. So I'm expecting some DoorDashes to show up at my door eventually here. But Yeah, Dad, they could do that. Where'd you get them from delivered? Uh, Tim Hortons? Or? He gave me the gift card. Did you, you didn't see the gift card, gift card on my tweet? Show the gift card for my tweet. No. All three yeah. of our pictures wait, are I, on I, the gift card. It's the best gift card ever. I Wait, so first I tried to send the gift card with the like, the, the Wall Street Bets like, logo, like like the, the guy. Oh, yeah. The avatar, but they wouldn't, they, they like rejected it. Oh, they didn't like that one. They didn't like it. So then I was like, all right, let me just send a picture of the three so, of us. Can you show it? Show it to, the, uh, show it to everybody. Yeah, Grab I'll... my Twitter feed. I tweeted it out. All right. I'm Grab sorry. the Twitter feed. Because you even made the picture of the on the gift card, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Nice. Wait, Joel's wait. on the gift card. Even though he had nothing to do with the bet. Oh, oh he's black. Even though he doesn't talk about AMC publicly because of fear of, no, of, uh, what did you guys <laughs> fear of the Reddit traders or yeah. fear of the meme traders. Look yeah, at that. Digital gift card. Digital gift card. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I handed the person Tim Hortons, and they're looking at that. They're like, "What is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's a gift card." They're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Jesus. Joel, you're so you guys there. had a busy week. A busy week there. Not I really. It was kind of boring, to be honest with you, Joel. You picked a great week to go out of town. There was All not right. much fun. There, we got some news today, but let's uh, news me, news me. Oh, we could talk about Moderna. We could talk. And let's start with Moderna. I want to do talk- it. Let's start with this Moderna thing because um, I've been looking at this chart and wondering, man, is it ever going to stop going up? It, it just can't stop. And now we, now at least we know why Moderna has been going up. Uh, the S&P announced yesterday they're adding Moderna to the S&P 500 as of Wednesday's trading, next Wednesday's trading. <laughs> it's going to replace ALXN. That's what that's the, uh, the, the, the stock being removed from the index. So you look at Moderna, it is up again this morning um on that headline so it's a big pop we know on these s&p ads that they do um pop up initially on them sometimes they hold in the case of tesla sometimes they don't in the case of pen gaming so it's always i never chase these moves for fear that it could be the next pen gaming uh up seven percent here on the s&p ad it's priced in pretty good one thing to consider is Moderna is just doing so many things right. I mean, from the COVID vaccine, they're working on a flu vaccine. There's there's a lot of you know potential catalysts still for Moderna, uh, but not chasing it up 20 points on an S&P ad. No, no, thank you. And what did you say they're taking out? Uh, ALX, ALXN. Boy, I mean, that's... Was that's... that... Uh, is there anything going are on? Are they getting taken now? over or something? Well, that's or? All, they often do remove the ones that are getting taken over. I okay. don't remember. Either do I. I mean, Alexion takeover. I'm just Googling it right now. I don't think they're getting taken no. over. I mean, oh, no. Oh, no, they are. AstraZeneca's buying them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I, I figured. Because right. it was like the I forgot AstraZeneca is buying them. I should have okay. known that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They shouldn't have taken them out. I should have been trading that better for the last while. Yeah. Because AZN. Yeah. So, hey, Alexon. Didn't take it over. You know, probably going to be a little bit rusty today, you know, after not looking at charts for a week. Uh, but I just say you want to target on the upside. Um, 282.90. They took it up there at 530 this morning, quickly backed off. Pretty good volume trading. We're five points off that. So I'd be the old scale up seller to that area. And then if they want to take it over 8290, then they can go. But um, Wait, Joel, you know, one time ad. Do you want to share your charts or are they not? I thought I did. I thought I did. Are they, are they in no state to? Come on. To, I see a chart. No, I see it. Oh, that's Spencer. That's my that's Spencer chart. Share screen. Not that. You know Take me a day to get back here, but uh, this is what the pre-market it's been chart vacation looks like. mode here. Still, this is what happens when you come back from a vacation on a Friday. Rusty, yeah. I know. Well, you came you know, just for the option expiration fireworks, though, didn't you? It wasn't for me. I, Lisa wanted because we we got oh, my hey. niece's wedding. Lisa's the one that wanted to come back. I would today, today's up. the third Friday. Oh yeah, today's oh, option expiration. 
So yeah. I thought that's why I was back. Can't miss nah. an option expiration. I schedule my entire year around Friday option expirations. I never miss a Friday option expiration unless I absolutely have to. So I look, and, and my wife even knows when you're scheduling vacations, which I have one coming up, um, you don't schedule going third through Friday. the third Friday of the month. Yeah, because those are the best trading days of the year. The best. And, it, and, the best. and also the quarterly. You know, the quarterly the, ones especially. Uh, those are even better, Joel. Yeah, so especially the quarterly ones. Yeah, you Don't miss those. Those are great trading days. Why? Because lots of inefficiencies, lots of people jockeying their open option positions against their stocks, and lots of movement at the open and the close, which I love movement. Um, let's go from Moderna. Let's go to Biogen next here. Because uh, this this Alzheimer's drug, it it, it uh, I don't know how this is going to keep going, but um, it got the conditional approval, right? The yeah. FDA was like, we're going to approve this drug so long as you show us good data in your latest trial, which is sort of a, a weird thing to do. Uh, then you get a report yesterday from uh, uh, I, forget, I think it was the journal that reported that the, uh, two of the largest hospital systems in the country, Mount Sinai and the Cleveland Clinic, are not going to administer this drug. Which, I mean, this is going to be, you know, I, I, it was such a dangerous precedent. We talked about it that day for the approval. I mean, you're, you're, you're temporary giving something. I don't even know what you, you can't even call an approval, but a temporary approval conditional upon how phase four goes. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. It never for them made to do sense this from the, the beginning. No, yep. it didn't. And you made a good point, Joel. Make your point on the insurance. I mean, think about this. I don't take your point away from me. I'm no, no, no. It's just like, show. oh, we're going to pay, I mean, some ungodly amount, right? For oh, yeah. It'd be expensive. The expensive. And then, but it kind of works, we kind of think, but we'll kind of keep it going. Yeah, I the mean, insurance companies aren't going to want gonna to go pay. You know, here they're going to have very good lawyers on this and saying, look, this isn't even fully approved. So, you know, we're not going to pay this. I'm assuming that's already happening in the background. So it was all these can of worms that this opened. And not surprisingly, I mean, there, there's a lot of people who are skeptical and you're going to the insurance companies aren't going to want to pay. But now you're going to get other people, you know, that aren't going to want to administer the drug because the fear of lawyers. I mean, the whole world is in a fear of lawyers. because Everybody sues everybody for everything. So, I mean, you look here, you had the 200 point move. It was a selling opportunity. Yeah, I'm on Biogen and the long term portfolio. I've held that stock in there, I think, for 15 years. It's not going anywhere. I'm sticking with it. I'm in from 46 bucks. But man, I tell you, um, you know, if I was in that for a short term trade, I would have been ringing the register all the way. That was just such a, you get back six years of losses on basically the same drug, the same thing. I mean, that, that you know, and not even a full was, approval, and like a conditional a approval. approval. Yeah. It was just the slippery slope that that the dangerous precedent that that could set, you know. And right away, we were seeing stocks like Lilly pop up on it. You know, Sava was another one because they got you know an Alzheimer's. Wasn't Sava another yeah, one? Yeah, SAVA. Yeah. yeah, and you know these were popping up because oh well, they're getting conditional approval. We're getting conditional approval too. I mean, where where do you stop with these conditional approvals? So I think it was a mistake for obviously this conditional approval to be given out. I think the market's pricing that in now. I mean, is this thing going to come back all the way down? It might. It might. You know, and I, it would be a, probably a buying opportunity at that point in time. Like, I mean, if it gives it all back down to 260, because maybe the phase four does go well, and maybe it yeah, gets there you approval. Go. So, but you get but, that phase four approval, and then you get a pop, and then, oh, there's just that, you know, the people that were stuck before and the people that are stuck now. Uh, but, uh, Boy, and then how long is that before there's you'll even get that? that oh, who, data? Oh, it could be a long yeah. time. Yeah, I don't think they have a timeline for it. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, not to place. That's how long be. you want to stick around in Biogen. I mean, the dangerous thing here is if you are a Biogen shareholder, and and obviously I am, but if you're in it for the short term, if you're a trader, I should say. You ran up very quickly from the two eighty to the four fifty overnight. You know, just boom on on the headline. What goes up quickly can come and fill that gap. There's nothing in here, really, until you get down to 290. Not saying it has to go straight there, but we've filled now of this gap, Joel. We've filled three quarters of it. Are we going to fill the whole thing? I mean, we've filled 75, 80% of it. But Why not you know, fill the whole thing? You know what, though, is interesting is that it's like from a gap perspective, like the chart's really not showing it because it halted, right? 
you know, it was trading during the day and then it didn't halt and then yeah. gap up. So it yeah. is a gap. It is a real gap. I don't know why on the chart. On my chart, it's the same thing. It's not showing the gap. It didn't trade in those prices that day because it was open for that day. So it's not showing like it was an overnight gap. It wasn't an overnight gap. It was an intraday gap. So yeah, that's interesting that... that it doesn't show like the whole in chart because it never traded at 350 on that day. It never traded at 320 on that day. It halted at like 300 or 295 or whatever it was and gapped up to the 450 high. Let's see if we can do this without, uh, boy, without messing up my charts too much because I'd have to go here that and gap, try to cut it out. <sighs> Let's see here. I'm going to just do this once because we don't need any, uh, any chart fiascos here, uh, this huh. morning. But if we go 240 minutes, right. And that was way back. When was that? Did that happen? Like on that, it doesn't show the gap now. That's good. The gap's gone. Oh no! I got the. I got it here. I found it. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, you got it. That's that's the real chart. Yeah. That's the gap that we're talking about because that full bar doesn't exist. It never traded at those prices in that day. That's the real chart you're looking at right now with that gap, and that's yeah. the gap we're talking about filling. And let's see. Oh, you're like a magician over there. Look at this, man. I'm pretty well rested. Oh, look at that. 308. And and look what you got to this morning. You got the 310 this morning. That was last night, I think. Last night. Okay. So basically, it's, you know, it was almost filled the entire gap. That's crazy. That's, yeah, 308. If you want to go from where it got halted. So, it's like enough. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm glad I pulled that up. So I'm not, I'm not buying it as a trade right now. I'll tell you that much. I own it in the long-term portfolio. Not going to pay the tax. Going to stick with it. But okay. anyways, let's move on. We talked about Jim. We talked about Darren. We only talked two stocks with 17 minutes into the show. Let's go power through this. Spencer Israel to you. Where um, are we going? Where are we going? Well, talk to me. Do you want to talk about, we had a, we had a rare midday merger yesterday. And Ooh. I think they listened to you. Well, I don't actually know if they did. Did they? Dennis, but maybe they listen to you. The, the ticker in question is GPX, and remember the last time we talked about murders on this show, Dennis, Dennis was was upset because the the halt happened three seconds after the press release hit the tape, and yesterday we had a midday merger, and the press release came. The, the halt came first. Okay, the so, halt was ten minutes. Yeah, the halt was ten, 10 minutes. minutes before. Well, yep. that's good news. Yep, the halt. Came at eleven thirty-seven, and the press release came out at eleven forty-seven. Uh, so they so they got they got the timing right just for you, Dennis. Just for you. Good, good. That's what yeah. I want to see. Actually, I'm going to go look at the tail of the tape. So I halted. I'm going to go look right now. I wish I could show my screen. I need to learn how to do that. I'm just looking at the trades themselves. You want to do it right now? You can do it right now. No, no, because right. I've got the my other. It's on a different computer. Okay. So that's okay. not going to work. Than what I'm doing the show on. Uh, it looks like eleven thirty. So when did they unhalt? Okay, oh, so that's a good question. Let's find out. Hop into the pro. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Uh, 12 15. 12 07. 12 07. Okay, I'm writing this times in 12. I just want to see. So we had 11. It was 11.37 and then 12. 12.06. Okay, I'm sorry. 12.06. Off my mind. Okay. Yeah, you can clearly see that this stock. 1535 was the last trade at 11:34, and then it gapped up to 1980. So it worked perfectly, perfectly. Nobody picked off. That's how you do it, exchanges. That's how you do it, companies. That's how you keep the money with the people who deserve the money, the people who actually are the shareholders, as opposed to letting you know everybody get picked off by high frequency traders when you when you don't halt the stock and just let the merger news hit. Then everybody would have been picked off between 15. And twenty dollars, and that did not happen. So good, good job exchanges, good job companies. Halt those stocks before you announce those mergers. We should get that shirt. Halt the stock before the merger news. Who, uh, who's taking them over? Uh, Joel asking the, the important. Do we care really? We were just making a point. <laughs> <laughs> GPR, uh, they're, they're, it's a private company. They're merging okay. with Learning Technologies Group. Yeah. So uh, okay. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't much to say about that. Looks no, like, nothing, uh, nothing to say. I just thought it was nothing to say. after that. What, let's talk about DD. Uh, we had a development overnight uh, in this one. Uh, I uh, the <laughs> the funny you say DD, and I brought up Dupont. Well, I've done that before. Actually. <laughs> yeah, so I, let's talk DD. Oh, it's Dupont. Okay. Dupont again. 
I've done that. Oh yeah, I've done that before on like other shows. Uh, I'll put like the ticker up like uh, in the banner, and I put DD like D like the letter DD not. And then ten minutes, I was like, "Oh wait, that's not even the ticket we're talking about." Anyway, I just thought you wanted to talk about Dupont because said, "Let's talk about DD." I I was like, "Oh, it's Dupont." I trade Dupont all the time. Yeah, no, no, (laughs) DIDI and gentlemen overnight is that uh, regulators have been dispatched to uh, their uh, the DD's headquarters. They are now on site as part of this uh, cybersecurity probe. Uh, So, just another development in this story, and it, it 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 hit shares overnight. Uh, you got one level here, Joel. I'm going to give it to you and steal your thunder here, but it's 11 bucks. Yeah. I mean, this is the level of all levels. It's put the $11 low rate on the kisser on the 8th, and then we went down tested on the 12th, 1112 and 1122, 1106. I mean, all those lows in the same area. That's a level that continues to need to hold. So 11 bucks. You always have the unknown, though. We just don't know what's going on over there. You got the overnight gap risk on this stock, too. So I'm always scared to have a stock like this in my overnight portfolio. But it pulls back. You got great support at 11, at least in the short term. A uh, couple notes on this one. Uh, first of all, you got a pair of highs to contend with also before you get into that gap area. 1335 and 1342. So that's when you can potentially get bullish the issue. Um, on the downside, now this is not from uh, uh, this week, obviously. I wasn't here. But last week, when the initial news came out, and I believe that was on a Sunday night and it came out Monday, that thing traded 1090. And I was just thinking, okay, there's your level on the downside, 10.90.11. And then I look, and it hit it, what, uh, three, four times that week, uh, got close to it this week. So, I mean, there's a time where, you know, you're keeping, you know, you're keeping that pre-market level, that low um, in your head. That's just been one hell of a number, actually, yeah. during the regular sessions. Uh, 11's been the number. So that's where the big boys are defending it. And somehow if this thing can clear 1342, um, you got the gap to fill and you got some room on the upside. A couple good, if not trade the range. Let's just zoom out for a minute and talk overall tech because uh, sure. we, we had a little bit of a pullback. It, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, minor, minor pullback yesterday. And you look at Apple, Amazon yeah. for the third day in a row yesterday, right? Or maybe fourth day in a row. Um, you know, so tech is p- pulling back the last couple of days. Uh, thoughts, both of you. I mean, you had some rotation. You clearly see this rotation happening from meme stocks to those high, you know, to to Apple to the to what they see as the safety trade, the mega cap growth tech trade. And when you start seeing a day like AMC had a great day yesterday, GameStop had a great day yesterday. When you start seeing, um, you know, the rallies in the meme stocks. They hit the mega caps. They are inversely correlated right now. This this is not going to last forever. But right now, there is a clear correlation. I mean, this is my job. This is how I make money is identifying little trends, little mini trends, little relationships. Short-term relationship right now is they have been, you know, uh, they've been buying. You know, what, what, when, they're, when they're buying the meme stocks, they are selling the Apples and the Amazons and the Googles. And when they're selling the meme stocks, they are buying the Apples and the Amazons and the Googles. I have no idea why. But I am clearly seeing that trend. You know, you can clearly see Wish, you know, is a, a pure meme stock, is a social media stock that's talked about all the time on, on my Twitter. I just see it. I don't know if I've ever made a trade on Maybe I have, but, you know, not very often. But, I mean, it's in there all the time. You can clearly see that's been straight down for the basically the last month. Apple straight up for the last month. Amazon straight up for the last month, aside from yes, in the last couple of days. Yeah. So, and then you know, AMC, same story. Been going straight down for basically two, three weeks. GME kind of been hanging out, but you can see clearly, you know, clearly downtrending for the last three weeks as well. And then there's a pile of other ones too. I don't know why that is. I think it's like there's just this, you know, there's this money that moves around, and you know, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, this isn't working. We're going into the safety trade, and they see this mega caps as a safety trade. So again, this is not a long-term trend. You're not going to be trading AMC versus Apple a year from now. But right now, I tell you, there's a relationship there, and those relationships can make you money if you can identify them before other people. And yesterday, it was predictable that they might start selling out the mega cast because they were rip rallying the meme stocks. 
Uh, Apple's had a hell of a run, though. I mean, so they'd hit 150 psychological level, first time it ever hit it, and boom, a little bit of a pullback. Nothing major. The old-time closing high, that was posted on Wednesday, 149.15. So where are you trading at? 48.95. So there, Apple, after just one, I mean, a solid run. So that, that, no big deal. That 150, Joel, too? Yeah, there is so much size in the book. There, it's like out of hand. We got a glimpse of it yesterday. Really, there is on every book. There's just because it's never been there before. Right. There is hey. so much stock at 150. Like it's like the you know the rock of Gibraltar up there. You know, talking hundreds of thousands of shares at 150. You know, perched at 150. So not surprisingly, gets up to 150, fails there. That's the level we we talked about that three days ago. I said, you know, it's going to struggle to get through 150, especially with open options, options expiring Friday. Maybe we'll have the gas to get through it on Monday and we take out 150, then it's broken out through that level. But 150 is critical. Um, That's a critical level of resistance for Apple here at this time. Uh, uh, Real quick, moving on to Microsoft, you know how I discussed the, you know, the old time high, but the old time closing high as well. Look at that. It worked like a charm in Microsoft yesterday, old time closing high Wednesday, 82.51. You opened a tad below that. Where'd you come up to? Stop dead on 82.51. So trading below that, there's your level. Uh, In Microsoft, old time high is actually 366. Uh, Amazon, is this going to pull back to the 3550 area and actually give me a chance to get in? Yeah. Much rather have got in on the way when it was going up. Now coming down, it's a it's a different story. Uh, Google, that's probably like made a new all time high every day this week, uh, except for yesterday. Facebook, that didn't get any higher than uh, well, it's been it struggling to break yeah. out. 340. I'd keep an eye on that 340 in Apple, but there's the big tech. I mean, they did sell off, but I mean, you're talking about these stocks one day away, you know, removed from old time highs. They could be right back there the next day. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's hard. I own all these stocks in the long term portfolio. They're not going anywhere. What happened happened to to AMC earlier in the week? What happened? They just pulled the rug out from under it at forty down to almost thirty dollars in the after hour session. I was trading at thirty one. You, know you know what I know? Oh, I'm not going to give any levels anymore. But you can give levels. No, on it. You no, just can't no. say anything negative about AMC because then you'll get attacked by the. I'll do everybody. it. In. I'll do that. And I'll be back. Uh, Pre market prep plus today. I figured. You're going to say something negative about AMC? Yeah. No, just good levels. I just sometimes good. do. People don't like me for that. Yeah, I, I no. actually get like hate. Like, I think people wish bad things I on me when I say something no, negative about Dennis, AMC. Dennis, 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 no, no. Okay. Everyone loves you. Okay. You know what I, I like what Dennis said uh, when he was talking about relationships earlier? Uh, he said, I don't know why, you know, AMC is inversely correlated to, to, to tech stocks. Um, and you probably don't spend any time pondering the why because you don't care. I think we Who talked cares? about yeah. it back in January. Yeah. And it was the whole market is broken factor. Right, you know that like went into it to a certain extent, where um, you know when you were seeing GameStop just rip rally, and you seen all the short squeeze stocks, and then you had the fear that you know there's money managers, the hedge funds that were getting hurt in this stuff, and they're eventually going to have to raise cash. This was January, the reasoning right. behind it, my reasoning behind it, the thinking about it that hedge funds were you know getting hurt in GameStop, and they were going to have to sell their good stocks in order to finance their bad shorts. I think that was what the market's fear was. I don't think that's the case now, though. I don't think there's hedge funds getting run over in this stuff. I don't think there's a lot of hedge funds, probably. If you're still short in AMC, you know, like or on valuation, you know, we, we, you know, look at the people who have stepped out of that. I mean, Andrew Left was as a full fundamental trader. I mean, he makes calls from Citron, we're talking, he makes calls on based on fundamentals to say this has no reason. You know, he made the call on GameStop, so this is no reason to be a $50 stock when he made that call. And then the stock went to four hundred dollars, and then he and then he stopped giving that analysis altogether. And he came on our show saying story is everything. He said that he was one of the first people that said that when you talked about story. And he said story is everything. I think we have it on a T-shirt now. But I mean, this is you know you know we have a fundamental big trader like Citron scared to short on fundamentals because you can't short a hot story. And we talk about that all the time. You know, the fundamentals don't matter if the story is hot. It's, you know, we disconnect from fundamentals all the time. Hot story will carry a stock. It's 
fundamentals start to matter when story cools off. And that's what I think you're in the cool off period to a certain extent on AMC. It's a nice bounce back yesterday, but we did say on that on the show that it's oversold and it was probably due for a bounce and it did bounce yesterday. Am I coming in here and saying, yeah, AMC's going back to 60 now? I don't think so. You have a lot of overhead supply. You've got a lot of people who are stuck. You're a lot of people who are holding this thing thinking, I don't like this losing money business. You know, it was going straight up from May, June, and part of July holding on. Now that it's come down, you have some people who, you know, thought they had diamond hands that may have paper hands. Did uh, the CEO say anything this week? He was all, you know, big mouth guy, you know, on the way up. I haven't heard from him ever since he said we're not doing that that last offering. That was a couple weeks ago. So, um no, I haven't heard from And Kramer made a good point because they didn't do that offering. The company is not in as strong as financial position as they could have been. They did not do that offering because they were, they were planning to do the offering. And then there was so much, you know, so many shareholders are like, stop diluting us. And he listened to the shareholders and he said he listened to the shareholders. They decided not to do the offering because the shareholders didn't want them to do the offering. Now the stock price is coming down. Potentially, Kramer is saying, because they didn't do the offering. So they're not in as strong a financial position you're as they could have been. You're, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> it's kind of were. <laughs> situation. Well, when your stock is trading you know, at crazy valuations, eventually, eventually, fundamentals always matter in the long run. So fundamentals in the short run don't matter at all. We'll do two minutes of education. Fundamentals in the short run don't have to matter at all. In the long run, they almost always matter. So you've got to look at it's, you know, your CFA hat works very well in the long run. It doesn't work at all in the short run. So to predict tomorrow's movement, fundamentals really don't matter. Yeah, good earnings reports, sure, you know, stock can pop up on that. But we've seen earnings, we've seen stocks go down on good earnings reports too. What matters is sentiment in the short run and story. Story is getting cold. Story is getting, if the story was crowded and starts to go cold, there will be a washout. That's kind of what you saw with AMC. You know, you saw it to a certain extent with GameStop the other day. Um, but you saw in stocks like Wish, you know, with very crowded longs and the story cooled off. So story could get hot again. Story, you know, it's picked up a little bit maybe on AMC yesterday, but a little bit just of uh, you know, a, a bounce, you know, a bounce day where it was oversold. But in the long run, fundamentals almost always matter. They, they reconnect at some point in time. Is that two years down the road? Is that five years down the road? It's hard to say. The tech bubble, people were like rating off fundamentals. When we were in 1997, 1998, and you had stocks trading at you know ridiculous valuations, which you have some today, uh, everybody's like, fundamentals don't matter anymore. We just buy, you know, this is the hot story, this is growth, this is the future. It all reconnected in, in March of 2000 when we obviously started the, the tech bubble meltdown, and that lasted for two years. And so eventually fundamentals do matter. So if you're a long-term investor investing for decades, you invest on fundamentals. I've always invested on fundamentals, uh, but I trade on sentiment, story, and you know what's you know, you're buying what's hot and you're selling what's not. I mean, that's kind of how I've traded, and then relationships. So two different animals, but just saying if you stick an AMC in your long-term portfolio and it's got a $25 billion market cap or $20 billion market cap or whatever it is, and it was a billion dollars last year. It's a little scary. You know, you're paying 20 times more for the stock up here than people were paying last year. It's a bit scary. Uh, we had a number. We had a retail sales coming uh, a little hot for June, uh, point up 0.6% uh, month over month versus a 0.4% loss estimate. Uh, the prior month was revised downward a little bit, uh, looking like I'm, I've got the report open right now, looking like no surprise. Motor vehicles and parts uh, were, were your leader. Furniture, uh, furniture sales uh, was was a leader as well, month over month, year over year. Excuse me, year over year. Uh, so big gains in furniture, big gains in in motor vehicle and parts. But no real surprise there. Um, so retail sales hot for the month of June. We got Todd Gordon hopping on with us in a couple. Oh, awesome. We love Todd. For Todd, he's a CNBC contributor and the founder of Trading Analysis. In the meantime, let's look at I've, – I've seen it a couple of times in chat today, NVIDIA. Uh, so it, it, it mentioned uh, there was a headline that uh, – let me go into my pro- – no, When's the split? When's the official day of the split? We always ask this question. And we never remember. I'm going to write it down. Pretty sure. Write it down. Pretty write sure. all the sticky little little sticky. What's the date? I'm pretty sure it's the 22nd. But let me. Oh man, it's too it, it, oh, it's a Tom. Sorry, that's the 20th. Uh, 20th. So four days. Yeah. So coming up. Oh, I wish it would have been sitting up there near. I don't want to be short of going into the run up into the split. Still, you could have another two day run up into the split. Okay. When and, is it? No, wait though. The 20th. 
That's, so that's that's when it that's Tuesday? When it raves. Yeah. That's, so really, it's Monday because it, it it the split is effective as of the twentieth. So it's really Monday. We really have like today. You got today and tomorrow, right? Sure. Today, and Monday. today and Monday, right? And then Tuesday, we're trading post split price, right? Okay. So okay. there's that. So there's that to have. I don't want to be short the stock. Never into a split. I like being sh- short stocks into reverse splits. I don't like being short stocks into splits. So um, I- I'd be careful. I mean, nice sell off yesterday there. I, I think this is a good setup though, because uh, if you like, if you're chopping it the bit and you want to short it, you know, I, I know not after the split, uh, you know, before the after split, the but on that good. day. Yeah, it's uh, so we had what? Um, not quite eight thirty. What's the old time high? Eight thirty-five. Yep, and then you came down to seven ninety. Let's call one hundred and forty point move. So you add seventy to that. Uh, was it one hundred and forty point move? Uh, no, it wasn't even a hundred and forty point move. It was an eighty point move. You have forty. Let's see what happens at like eight hundred. That's halfway back on that. But that, I think some people are just saying this is way overdone because of the split. I don't care how many shares I get. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this thing went from six hundred almost eight fifty without with nary a pullback in here. So I think uh, it all it's already run on the split. Yeah, move. I don't know. I'd be I looking think you're for gonna get. I think you get another lift for a day or two. And then sometimes the first day, so what happens is, you know, the mechanics mm. behind it, we're going to get Todd here on here in just a minute. We'll keep Todd in a couple of minutes because we love Todd. Um, you, the mechanics behind it are when the stock, and it's seven for one. Is, what is it? Five for one? Seven for one? Uh, I think it's ten for one. Four for one. It's four, oh, four for one. Yeah. So it's only four for the one? The mechanics are <laughs> that you often see some brokers for whatever reason fail to adjust their orders or they don't adjust it fast enough so what happens is the next morning when it's trading post split is you'll have some orders on the book that'll still be priced like seven hundred dollars but the stock price has to fall you know down for the for the four for one so you know if it closes at eight hundred dollars it's supposed to be at two hundred dollars so you'll have some orders on there five six hundred that can hold up the opening print so often what you see is you know the opening print is higher significantly higher than you know like i'm talking like a couple of percent but you know as an arbitrager two percent is huge so you know it might open up and then it seems to tank after that so you often have those old orders for whatever reason that get stuck on the book that don't get adjusted for the split they're supposed to get adjusted but some of them just in reality just don't and those orders can hold up the price and then what you see is the stock opens at an elevated price on post split day and then often leaks down and then usually you see a few days of weakness post split that's just the quantitative approach to it it doesn't always work but you know we live as traders we don't live in the absolutes so we live in you know looking at you know probabilities and the probability is that you know that stock could end up opening a little higher post split day and then they often S&P's are rolling north here mean. folks we're mean. rolling north uh 4364 we're up 12 handles training near the it seems like there was a lot of you know just from the few times i checked the markets it just seemed like there was a lot of chop like we would be up near the highs we'd have a break and then we would just come back near the the middle of the day so i'm sure we're still we're still up on the week but um i did jot down the old time closing high is my top number on my sheet today and that's not too far away. That's forty three seventy six fifty. So seems like it's been kind of a choppy week, but uh, still, where are we at? Where do we close for the week? I like to see how we're doing things on a weekly perspective, huh? Last Friday we closed at forty three sixty. Oh, bad week for the market. We're only up four handles, so we'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> Old time high eighty four fifty. If I would have been here on uh, Thursday, I would have said, we got a double top, 83.75, 84 and a half. But uh, we'll see. Lows coming down. Yesterday's high, 70 and a quarter. It's, uh, it's a lot of buy imbalances here so far this morning. Again, you're on option expiration, so those buy imbalances can quickly, quickly flip to sell imbalances. But right now, I'm seeing pretty much buy imbalances across the, the board. They're not huge, but they're big. And that's a little bit of the driver for the SPY this morning. A couple other headlines. I saw somebody mention TAP earlier. They have reinstated their dividend. There's a yeah. few things as well. They reinstated their dividend. They reaffirmed their guidance. They uh, they they paid off some debt. And uh, yeah, it all sounds all sounds good. Healthy balance sheet stuff for most of course. 
there's a stock that's come down a lot. I mean, there's a reopening play. That's a reopening play. Obviously, we know most of Coors fills the bars and the restaurants. So that's a reopening play. It's come down quite a bit. I like kind of like it at 50. I don't like them buying them up a buck on the news. But that's to get forgotten. I think you got support here coming in at 50. I mean, it's been an impressive move. It's got a nice little dividend now with the dividend reinstated at 2.62%. So I like it here in the low 50s. Just not, not, a, not a great, great looking chart, though. I mean, it, uh, you know, from a, from a monthly perspective, yeah. uh, you got nowhere near uh, back those highs that you had, uh, the all-time highs back in 2017. Oh, yeah, it's been in the gutter for Right, and then, like, the, I, I know you, you what... Know, you know why, over. Joel? You know why Molson Coors has struggled? Craft breweries. Oh, uh, yeah. In my opinion, it's craft breweries. Yeah. There's so many Good bars point. and restaurants that are, are serving local little microbreweries. There is competition. You know, yeah. you think back and it was like, oh, yeah, Molson, you know, these are the big people are drinking craft beer like crazy. And it's not surprising, you know, that the stock, this is this is a secular trend, you know, like that we've been going down with TAP because of craft breweries. But I still don't think Molson Coors is going away. I think there's some value here. People who drink Molson's going to continue to drink Molson. People drink Coors, and, and they obviously have a lot of other beers too. And they probably have some of these microbreweries themselves. But I mean, there is competition, immense competition in the alcoholic beverage industry. What uh, about did we, did we get that? Uh... And, and Dennis, you didn't even talk about sel- hard seltzer is like the thing now. Oh yeah, did that make it to Michigan yet? Or yeah, that was uh, Camilo was on. Is he no, still no, on this? No, anybody no, know? If, no, did he... Chris? Did, does anybody? People follow dumb money. Anybody yeah. in the chat know if Chris sold out of tap? If he's still in it or not? I, I don't. I don't know. Bed. But Joel's referencing um, ranch the, the, ranch yeah. water, which is not what I'm talking about. That that drink has not made it up up here yet. But oh, hard, okay, hard, hard seltzer is everywhere. Um, but no, ranch water is, is what Chris was telling. That's I, what I, he was I, talking about. I tried some ranch water when I was down in in Tennessee. Uh, it good. I, it was like an, it was in a can. It was a canned ranch water. It was okay. It was okay. It was it was just a. I don't know, what is it? It was like tequila and seltzer, I think. I don't know. It hasn't made it up here. We gotta uh, bring Chris back on the show. Chris, Chris finds these trends wait, early. Wait, wait, I mean, wait, thank you, that, Tell That's what they do over there. So yeah. I'm not sure if Chris is still in. Somebody said Josh follows him and he hasn't sold yet. So uh, Chris yeah, is still in. Louis Carpe says I believe he's still in tap. So yeah. they got sixty though on the monthlies. Yeah, you could have uh, said you could have fret when it went to uh, sixty two. Or actually, sixty one forty eight. Uh, that was in June, May sixty one eleven. That was also the high sixty one eighty four in February. So I don't know. That looks like a hard top up there. And now we're back closer to fifty. So taking a look at Molson. Hey. Todd, Todd Gordon, CNBC contributor, founder of TradingAnalysis dot com. Let's do it, Todd. Good morning. Whoa. Good morning. What's up, guys? New setup. I like Look it. This. I'm new for us. I see. I like the dartboard in the background. Do you play darts? Um, not well. <laughs> Dennis, are you good? No, no. I was uh, back in the university days. I'd be better than I am now. I haven't shot darts in years, but you know that's kind of like a bar room thing back in the day. I like pool and I like darts back in the day. Dennis, I used Dennis. to say like I'm an athlete. I play darts and I play pool. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, why don't you tell the truth? What you do when you go to bars? <laughs> what is, oh no what do i do when i go to bars? curling curling oh yeah we all have curling of course you're cur- yeah right <laughs> we're, we're right there so wait are you a lefty dennis no no right yeah right okay no it's amazing Sorry. how many left-handed golfers come out of of canada because of hockey <laughs> i'm not a good golfer either so Neither i was never a great hockey player either i still try to play but i'm not very good <laughs> My kid's six years old. He'll end up being better than me in a hurry. So, wow. Todd, Todd, what's going on? What's on your radar? Oh, man. What's going on? Uh, bull market. Uh, inflation <laughs> was a, uh, you know, I, I think it's still a hoax. I think. Uh, oh, I think whoa, that- whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> no, we got to talk about this. <laughs> no, I want to hear your thoughts. Inflation, a hoax. No, I, you know, I think, I think Jerome Powell, I think the Fed is, they're taking a lot of flack. I think, uh, I think they've done a really good job of keeping prices, you know, keeping inflation under wraps, keeping it under control. I, I do believe it's transitory. I think this whole rotation into value, I, I stuck, you know, with tech. I'm, I'm heavily long tech. It, it definitely had a pretty good six month drawdown, but I'm, I, I think we're being rewarded now. Uh, I do think it's transitory. I think, 
you know, when there, when there's so much on the demand side of the equation, uh, supply in this in this day and age will catch up. So I do think it's I do think it's transitory. I think you know those are big CPI and PPI prints we just saw. I think I I, I agree with the Fed in this case. I do think it's transitory. I do think it will settle down. And I think tech as an extension will continue to go. I think we're in a major tech bull market. And and that's the thing. And you know, Kathy Wood was on CNBC two days ago, and she was talking about you know deflation from technological innovation. And there is a it's point real. to that. It's there, real. There's a point to that. It's it, sure. it, it's real. I mean, it, I think I think from four ends, this is why you need to be long tech. I think uh, it's deflationary because of an aging population, which is not so much technology, but there's a constant demand for yield, right? So bonds are constantly being bid. As people are living longer, people are retiring at 65 and 68, and you know now they have a 30-year investing horizon. So there's a constant demand for yield, which is going to put downward uh, down pressure on rates. Technology is increasing operating margin efficiency. Margins are getting much better. Middle class is continuing to be displaced, which is why I think the Fed needed to come in and just shower the economy with liquidity, both monetary and fiscal policy. Um, I, I think they they needed to do this because the middle class is being displaced with technology, globalization, right? There's we're bringing in workers from around the world who are you're not being replaced by tech, but globalization is pushing the cost of labor down, which is again increasing in you know efficiency. And you know tech is just making our lives easier. I mean, guys, I was on the beach last week, and I hooked my iPhone 12 up to 5G, which you know, dude, I was getting. Two gigabyte downloads on the beach, two thousand megabyte download on five G on my phone, and I'm thinking like, I'm sorry to just go off on this, but Kathy Wood holding Tesla, like Tesla, if you want to go in that direction, when Tesla connects their fleet of cars, either individual passengers or taxis, with SpaceX, which is going to be, you know, it's going to even, it's going to blanket the globe in terms of internet coverage. When Tesla can connect to the satellite in terms of autonomous driving, like that's game over. So I'm very bullish tech. It's what's worked in the last decade. And you're bullish the overall trend. I mean, tech is what has worked. Everything else to a certain extent, I mean, hasn't. Um, You know, like you can look at the banks and yeah, they've had a pretty good run here as of late. But, you know, you look at Citigroup in the last decade and it's really gone nowhere. If anything, if you look a little bit further, it's down. So, I mean, um, it's been the best place to be. It probably continues to be the best place to be. You know, we're in the technological, you know, revolution, call it. So what about though for non, like, okay, so I get deflation, you know, and, and driving and, and helping us to be more efficient in the tech, tech from a technology perspective. But what yep. about like people are saying, I'm paying a hundred bucks for my four bags of groceries. You know, I do see real inflation in food. I do see real inflation in gas. I do see real inflation in, in you know, building costs, you know, where, yeah. you know, a spool of wire that, you know, somebody was tweeting out was $30 two years ago and it's $100 today. I'm seeing inflation in other areas. Is sure. that a concern? It, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely, there's, there's deflation in certain corners of the economy and then there's inflation otherwise. I mean, we're in a bull market. We're awash with liquidity. You know, I think, uh, I mean, Joel, I was at the track yesterday. Holy cow, you should have seen Saratoga yesterday. I mean, we're, people are out spending money. I mean, is it a bit of a relief rally post-COVID? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Dennis. I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I think in certain areas, there is downward price pressure. But in other areas, of realize there's upper price pressure, which yeah. I think is a function on that side, not so much on the supply side, but on the demand side, which... You know, thank God we're not going to Japan route. Thank God we're not, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the two are going to equally balance each other out in terms of inflationary and deflationary pressures. And maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a good scenario that we have some inflation. Um, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, that's where I have to say this is above my pay grade. I don't know. You're just sticking with tech because that's what's worked. And you do see those deflationary pressures in techn- technology itself. Okay. So give us a couple tech stocks. You see, you mentioned Tesla already. Would you still be? Well, I mean, from a valuation perspective, it's always been scary. But, you know, what are your thoughts here? Are we in the digestion period? Is Tesla continue to go higher from these prices? It's crazy. I mean, I think I think we're trading 150 times next 12 months earnings. I mean, it's, in, it's insane valuation. PE is still probably, I don't know, what is 1,100, 1,050 PE? It's insane. Right. Um, you know, I, I had this discussion last night. You know, I think... I think Elon is being priced as if, you know, the, the, let's say the internet had the ability to reprice Jeff Bezos when he was selling 
internet when he was selling CDs and books online, right? Could you like a visionary like like Elon? I think they're putting a multiple on him because Tesla is clearly not a car company. There, there, there's so many other things. So the valuation is insane from a tech point of view, technology, uh, uh, technology, a technical point of view. I'm an LA Wave guy. I time my ideas based on LA Wave. We're, we're just breaking from a fourth wave triangle. It's been a period of consolidation between 1,000 and 600 for a long time. I think we're easily going to get back to 1,000 in Tesla. Um, I just did CBC two days ago, a couple of days ago, talking about Apple. Love where Apple's at, um, you know, in terms of we're just hitting new highs here. Um, love what this company's doing. I think Netflix is uh, dead money. I, they're just coming into the video game space. Um, I think that's, I, I, don't, I don't like, yeah, I think they're reaching, you know, and, and, I mean, do you guys have a feeling like where are you guys on Netflix? I, I don't know how I, I I've not been a Netflix bull for a long time. I like that they're going into video games and trying different things. I'm not sure how that works. Um, I don't right. know if they know how it works yet either. Um, it's been in a long period of consolidation here, but it hasn't totally. gone nowhere in a year. It hasn't it's, gone nowhere it, in a year. And you guys are traders, so you know this. Like <clears throat> I like I joke with my with my members and investors. <clears throat> I hate trading Netflix. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the worst trading stock, Dennis. Have you noticed that? Like, do you do you pick up on that at all? Well, it's widespread is the problem too. So you're always trading a buck wide on the thing, and it's a hundred right. shares by a hundred shares. You know, as an institutional trader, it's not that easy to move big money, even though it's a five hundred forty three dollars stock. And yeah, to your normal human being, saying, "Oh, a hundred shares, fifty thousand dollars," I can just put that in there. But if you're an right. institutional trader and trying to move you know, 10, 20, 30 million worth of Netflix in and out, you're going to push price a little bit. It's not that liquid, even though it, it trades, you know, fairly actively. It's often 50 cents to a buck wide. I mean, even in the pre-market right That's now, amazing. it's a buck wide. That's amazing. I, I, I used to, I used to, I used to day trade as, 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 you know, I used to be in there in the spreads and watching. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I'm even talking on a swing trading point of view. Like Netflix is just annoying to trade, but to your, <laughs> on the, on the higher end, like it's been, <clears throat> I think it's been, I think it went into a range as of like July 10th of last year. So it kind of looks like the one Amazon year range. Chart, one year range, right? It's dead money. Um, it, on the video game thing, we just, I just did CNBC yesterday talking about this. Like, I think they're way over their skis on this video game thing. Like, all right. So Apple tried to launch the video games and you're, you're utilizing the hardware with the Apple TV. So there's a little bit of computing power and processing power. They're trying to get in and do video games like you're going to be using the, the processing power on your TV. Like people are trying to get bold up on Netflix in a technical con consolidation based on this. I'm like, I just I just don't see it. Kids want kids want computing power. I mean, look at the semiconductor rally that we're in right now. Like you need to have computing power. I just I, I'm think I have Netflix. I don't know why I still have it. I probably need to close it. <laughs> you, you hate the stock so much well, you don't no, want the product either <laughs> yeah, but before we let you go here i know you said you're out in uh saratoga and, st and uh the good crowd and everything but you know help me get excited about the traverse stakes i mean with the derby I mean, winner coming down and baffert and all his shenanigans and stuff i mean i'm kind of down give, give me a reason give me excited about horse racing again well, I mean, listen, you're my go-to guy. I like I go to you. I don't I'm terrible at at, at betting. I, <laughs> I I I was texting on buddies with Chad Brown up here. He's a, he's mm -hmm. one of the world famous uh trainers. Trainer. And I was texting oh, yeah. him and I was like, "Give me a horse." And he 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 gave me uh oh, something smart fellow or clever fellow in the 10th. Uh he's like, "This is my horse." And I gave it as a pick as the closing trade yesterday on on TV and and I think came in 5th. Uh so <laughs> I, I go right to the top and I still lose. It's but tough. It's so, tough. Come up here, man. You had your daughter's wedding last year, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right? We'll, we'll we'll try it. We'll try it. I'll I'll talk to the traveling committee. Get up here. The traveling, oh, committee. traveling committee. I love to. Come on, yeah. stuff. I want I've to. Got, I've got I, I I've got a mask. I got a good guest suite for you. Your own. Okay. Back. Come on. Come on. Do, wait. Joe's got an, an investment committee. He's got a traveling committee, and he's not. He's not <laughs> on either awesome. of them. It's Joel's world we're living in. <laughs> he's not on either of the committees, though. No, yeah, I know he's not on any of the committees. I'm the secretary of the committees. No, I'll try <laughs> it. I will. I will. I will look for that. But uh, no, we'll Wait. see what happens. But just before we go, yeah. I just want to ask you. You know, did you ever get uh, swept up in the cryptocurrencies and the Bitcoin and stuff, or not in your wheelhouse? Because to me, I mean, it just seems dead money here at thirty-two thousand. I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to say I was early in Bitcoin. I started trading it when it was, uh, I, I have my first Bitcoin at 330 bucks. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I was in. I was early. Uh, I, I have it. I think it is dead money. To your point, like, did you guys see the the news? Uh, the Dogecoin founder is pretty much like goodbying crypto. Yeah, He's I, like, oh my god, that was that was an incredible that was thread. That was, that was crazy. an incredible thread. He really, really hates cryptocurrency. Like he, like in, in like Elon. Like I love Elon. I'm bold up on him, but all the stupid things he says about crypto, he backs Dogecoin, and then the founder of Dogecoin, Parker, whatever his name is, says. Crypto is designed to decentralize finance and and you know circumnavigate the big, huge institutional financial players. But now it's all designed to serve them. So the very purpose why crypto was invented is now, you know, it's working against the the small guy. And I, you know, it's 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 crazy. So yeah, I I'm in it. Uh, I hold it. It's a it's probably it was a one and a half percent uh, chunk of my portfolio. Now it's. <laughs> Point seventy five bips of my portfolio. (laughs) Whatever, Uh, you know. When I have a crypto service, my guy Alex Cabritia, you know, he runs my crypto service. He's great. Um, Whatever. Uh, I hate to say it. Um, I I have to have a piece of it, but I'd rather be in tech stocks. Okay, thank you. That's how we feel. I I, I want you guys the same way. I have to have a piece. I have to. Like I have to have some. Right. I, if it goes to zero, I'm going to risk the 75 bips of the 1% of my portfolio. Fine. But if, yeah. if it changes our life, great. The risk reward, I think everyone has to have a piece, but okay. unfortunately it's, it's, it's whatever. And then, um, guys, can I, can I plug my, uh, my next venture? Do you mind? Yeah, yes. Sure. Go, Go ahead. Plug away. <laughs> no. So I, I studied hard. I just passed the series 65, which is the, uh, the uniform securities, uh, investment exam so i'm i'm finally after 20 years <laughs> that's wow look at you pulling yeah, big right time now. now with the sound effects holy cow um yeah so i'm 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 trading analysis my businesses i've got five guys running it they're excellent led by bennett tindall i'm moving into uh to wealth management so finally time to uh to run portfolios and uh i'm excited so moving up to saratoga is kind of part of it and uh you know Listen, I love trading just like you guys, but I feel like the the best money to be made right now is being in the market. And I think there's been so many people are scaring, trying to scare you out of the market for all these various reasons for years. And I can trade the short side of the market just like you guys can, but like I'm I'm bullish. I think I think we're we're in a strong market. Well, where do you to- where do you go? I mean, it's right back to the Tina trade. There's no alternative here. So I mean, if you're not in stocks, where are you going? Are you going to go in bonds and you know get one 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 two percent and lose? You're, you're losing money. I mean, what? Yeah. If you're losing money. You're you're. I, there's nowhere else yield. to be really. There's no, and the Fed is engineering that. And you know what? Like, I, it's fine. Uh, if, if that's the trade, that's the trade we're going to be in. Plus, I mean. You know, again, guys, I mean, I just got two gigabyte downloads sitting on the beach. Like I was trading in San Diego, Dennis, prop trading. Like, and I always remember 20 years ago when I started, I was like, can you imagine if we could trade on the beach? Like, it's it's amazing what happened. We were in a technological revolution pre-COVID. COVID only accelerated it. And then the Fed dropped a couple trillion dollars on top of the economy. Um, I, I just don't think you you overthink this market. Todd Gordon is the founder of Trading Analysis and uh, soon to be a uh, founder of a wealth management firm. Todd Gordon, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks, guys, uh, for having me. All Thanks right. Todd. Thanks a lot. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, Joel, Dennis, any final thoughts before we hop off? Or before um, we hop off? We're on option expiration. We're going to get some volatility here at the open. Still pretty major buy imbalances here that I'm seeing across the board. Just give you a few Taiwan semiconductor, 173000 to buy. Um, Bank of America, 420000 to buy. Disney, 59000 to buy. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some weakness in SKL Zebra. Um, they did have a press release this morning. They're redeeming the warrants. So, um, it's actually, if you look at SKLZ.WS, you're seeing the warrants get hit pretty hard here, um, this morning on that headline. So, um, where SKLZ is, uh, you know, bait trading basically flat, but it's getting a little bit of pressure on it because the warrants are getting hit really harder right now. So I haven't had time to really go through that, but that's the, the release. That's why the warrants are trading down here this morning. All right. No, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, follow through through the pre-market high as always. Uh, you definitely Thursday's high. That's going to be a, a good area to look at. That's five points ahead at uh, 70 and a quarter. And uh, let's make a new all-time closing high for the week above 76.50. So I'm going to hop off and go over uh, premarketprep.com. Cover, we missed a lot of symbols there. So join me and uh, Spencer, I'll see you at 3. All right, Joel, good to have you back. Dennis, good luck today. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.